It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Talia Tagovailoa opting out of the bowl game is huge for the Auburn Tigers. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, it's a crossover edition. Locked On Auburn and Locked On Turf. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single day. I'm Zach Blackerby, host of Locked On Auburn. That is Trey Moore, host of Locked On Terps. And Trey, the fact that the news comes out, Talia Tagovailoa not going to play for Maryland in the Music City Bowl. And Auburn was originally a two-and-a-half-point favorite, courtesy of our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. It jumps to seven. Do you think that's fair? I, I do think it's fair. I mean, I do when, you don't have, when you don't have your quarterback, that's the most important position on the field, as we all know. And Talia, we all know what he means to this Maryland program, the all-time Big Ten passing leader, and he's really changed this program overall. So that – kind of line is a symbol of that and our backup quarterbacks haven't gotten much work and I think both of them will play overall but I do think the line symbolizing that Talia is worth that many points does make a lot of sense in games that he doesn't play we don't look right in moments that he's out of the game we don't look right and this offense is dependent on Talia we don't run the ball very much we lead the Big Ten in passing attempts that's a big part of it because we have trust in Talia so that line being going up that much does make a lot of sense to me, at least. Yeah, when you look at Maryland's quarterback room without Talia Tagovailoa, what do we know about it? Yeah, so we have two guys that are expected to play because Coach Loxley likes to treat this as a preseason game for next year, so I expect both the backup and the third string to play. And Billy Edwards is our number two right now. He'll probably start the game. He's very different than Talia as a quarterback. One thing that stands out is he did have three rushing touchdowns against Michigan. He's a bigger guy. He's got a, maybe a bigger arm overall than Talia, but he's not as polished, not as accurate. He, he has a lot of tools. He can run the ball. Maryland will put him in situations and games and like, fourth and ones, quarterback draws, stuff like that. You would get him in the run game because he can really run it with his legs. So he's like yeah. a completely different opposite quarterback than Talia. We would probably rely more or try and run the ball, but at times that's been up and down this year. And then the third string, Cameron Edge, is interesting because – He's a younger guy. He hasn't played at all. Billy Edwards did make a couple starts last year when Talia was out, and they didn't go terribly. Um, it was up and down for sure, but Cameron Edge is the third-string guy. He's more similar to Talia, less mm -hmm. about his legs, has a really nice arm overall, and I'm excited to see what Cameron Edge can do, but he's more similar to Talia, while Billy Edwards is more of a kind of running quarterback style, more of a power run guy, kind of similar to um, Ashford. Um, for Auburn, I know he hit the portal, but he's more right. similar to that kind of thing if Auburn fans want to draw a comparison. Yeah, which which Auburn's used to playing dual-threat quarterbacks in the SEC. It's kind of the new standard uh, of quarterback throughout college football. I think, Trey, this game is going to come down to Maryland's passing offense versus Auburn's passing defense, where I felt all season a strength of this team has been Auburn's defensive backs. Well... DJ James is going to be probably the first Auburn player drafted. Uh, he He's opting out. Nehemiah Pritchett, the other corner, he's opting out. And I think Auburn's got a plan for these corners. Uh, but are, are these freshmen and all these reserve guys going to be ready to go by the time 
the bowl game rolls around, I'm not sure. So to me, as soon as I saw that Talia Tagovailoa opting out news that you texted me, actually, I appreciate that. The, I don't know, I felt a lot more confident about this game because I think that would have been the mismatch. Tagovailoa passing against these backup Auburn corners. So now I think it kind of evens the playing field a little bit. And if Maryland has to run the football, I feel good about Auburn's front seven slowing them down. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know if I would say, in my opinion, if it evens the playing field, I'd say it gives you guys the advantage on the yeah, defense. Yeah, you're, you're probably right. You're on probably the right. defensive side of the ball against us um, because our up, our running game has definitely been up and down. And actually, just now, one of our, our, one of our running backs – did opt out an Antoine Littleton. So we are backup running back who's got a lot of carries, gets a lot of the short yardage type of stuff. Antoine Littleton has opt or hasn't opted out, excuse me. He's um entered the transfer portal. So that's a big deal for us overall. So will we be able to run the ball as much? We still have our number one guy in Roman Hemby. He's really talented overall. Roman Hemby is, but he's more of a pass catching kind of do it all back instead of just give him the ball. 25 times in the game and let him kind of win it overall. So that's really the matchup where I'm looking at now because we still have a lot of talented players on the outside, really talented players, all Big Ten type of players in Ty Felton and Caden Prather on the outside that complement each, each other well. But yeah. in Billy Edwards and Cameron Edge, do they have that connection with um, those guys on the outside like Talia did? Yeah, and just the nature of when this bowl game is being played, they've got extra practices to focus on that. But is that all that they're doing, right? Because a big part of, of getting to a bowl game, especially from the Auburn perspective, is like, okay, Auburn went six and six, but these bowl practices are better about – I think it's more important they're preparing for next year. As, uh, as Coach Lockley said, he's treating this as a preseason game for next year. I think a lot of people are doing that, right? I think a lot of people are kind of saying, what do I have here? What do I have here, especially – while this time of practices overlaps with the transfer portal window, it's like, do I feel good about this position or should I be shopping? Should I be shopping after practice and kind of saying, hey, I need to replace some of these guys? And one position group that Auburn folks are talking about uh, is defensive line. I mean, you talk about opt-outs. Marcus Harris, he's he's leaving. He's going to be an NFL draft pick. Too. He might be drafted around the same place as, uh, as DJ James. Then Auburn had a bunch of backup guys that may have been given a bigger opportunity in this bowl game. They entered the portal as well. And so I think Auburn's kind of relying on a bunch of new faces in that room. So that's going to be a pretty thin situation. So maybe that's part of Maryland's game plan is to run the ball. I just think Auburn's linebackers are so solid with Eugene Asante returning, which was big news. I really think Maryland's going to have to pass the football to, to beat Auburn. Yeah, no, I, I think that's what we have to do, too. That's mm -hmm. what it's been the story of this year. We always seem to. I've been screaming on Locked on Terps. I've been like, we need to run the ball more. We need to run the ball more. But at the end of the day, a lot of games, we just can't really run the ball because our offensive line, it's it's shaky for sure up front. Some days you look at it and it's like, okay, it's doing a solid job. Like I remember yeah. the Ohio State game. In the first half, really good job against a talented Ohio State defensive line. But in other games, it's like we can't even rush for a yard. We had one game where we were in the negative rushing yards in terms of net yardage. There's just times where it's like, can we run the ball at all? And then there's other times where I'm like, oh, there's the run game. So 
depending on how the Auburn defensive line looks and how those it goes with the opt-outs and all of that kind of stuff, then I think that'll really make up the game. But I do think we'll have to rely on the passing game. But I think mm-hmm. getting Billy Edwards involved in the run game could be a really big underrated kind of X factor in the game if Billy Edwards is able to use his legs in terms of quarterback design runs, but even in passing situations where, okay, it's third and eight and he's able to pick up something in his legs. I think Billy Edwards can do that overall. So I do think that'll be interesting to see. He brings that dynamic that Talia could run, but it's not like how Billy Edwards can overall. Sure. Yeah. They're different players. There's no question about it. All right, Trey, in a moment, let's talk about the players that we need to watch for. I'll give you a few Auburn guys that I think Maryland people should look out for. And uh, yeah, it'd be great if you could do the same. Give us a few Maryland folks that Auburn people should be keeping an eye out on. All that's coming up right here on this crossover edition of Locked on Terps and Locked on Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our friends at eBay Motors. eBay Motors uh, is the best place to buy any type of part for your car, your truck, or your SUV. Trey, have you ever just been like, dang it. I need a headlight. Dang it. I need a new steering wheel. Dang it. I need something for my car, truck, or SUV. And everywhere you look, it's just overpriced. eBay Motors, it's not. eBay Motors, it's not. And with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber and not cash. See what they did there? Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. All right, Trey, let's discuss a few players that I think are going to be really important in this game. Uh, And obviously quarterback play, you know, the guys that you mentioned, Peyton Thorne's going to have to have a good game, the quarterback for the Auburn Tigers. But for me... I think a guy that I'm looking at is I want to see a big game out of Auburn tight end Rivaldo Fairweather. Rivaldo announced that he was coming back uh, last week, talked a bunch about unfinished business, and that's been kind of a theme for a lot of these Auburn Tigers returning for another season, Trey. Rivaldo led Auburn in receiving yards and total catches this past season. And I think with all these questions about Auburn's receiver room, because that's another position group that a lot of guys left via the portal because Auburn went out and got four very highly rated true freshman receivers coming in last week at signing day. That's a thin room right now. It's going to be deep in 2024, but right now, until those guys are able to play, it's going to be thin. I think Peyton Thorne and Auburn offense are going to rely on Rivaldo Fairweather a ton in the passing game. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. And I can kind of get down with the tight ends because the Maryland tight end room is actually very interesting too right now okay. in terms of Corey Deitches, our number one tight end, just hit the portal actually. Corey mm-hmm. Deitches was like kind of that hybrid kind of current day tight end that you look at, kind of receiver in between receiver and tight end. But he was a matchup nightmare, like six six three. 
really fast, faster than linebacker. Like he was really hard to match up against. But now we're looking at a young guy, Preston Howard, who had a really solid year overall. But Preston Howard is still young, but he has to step up in this tight end. And now he's tight end one because also another tight end transferred out. And Rico Walker was a four-star freshman last year. So, Which which Auburn folks are um, are very interested in him. Yeah, he's really good player. He's kind of interesting because out of high school, a lot of people recruited him as a defensive end, but Maryland put him as a tight end, but a lot of people want him as a defensive end. So that'll be interesting to see what happens with his recruiting, but he's a really good player, Auburn fans overall. But so our number one and our number three tight end is gone, but Preston Howard is really talented and Maryland does use a lot of two tight end sets. So it'll be interesting to see how Preston Howard will adjust to being now tight end one. And we're guessing unless Maryland adds someone in the portal. And like we talked about earlier with this being a kind of a tryout period, yeah. will what will happen overall? Will Maryland need to add another tight end in the portal that's like a number one type of guy or what? But it'll be interesting to see how Auburn matches up with our tight ends because Corey Deitch is usually a matchup nightmare, but Preston Howard's a little bit different. He's like 6'6", but he can move really well too. So it'll be interesting to see. He's my kind of X factor overall, see how Auburn matches up with him. But he does make a lot of plays. Sure. We both agreed that Maryland's going to have to pass the football to beat Auburn in the Music City Bowl. Who steps up on the receiving end of that if Maryland is to pull this off? Yeah. If you look at him, Caden Prather – 6'4", he's coming back next year. Really good player. Was a transfer from West Virginia, and he really had a really good season. The key for Caden Prather is he might not catch like eight balls or seven balls, but he'll make one or two plays a game like he did against Michigan, like he did against Ohio State, where it's a 50-50 ball. Like I said, he's 6'4". He'll make one or two of those type of plays where it's like, Oh, he just got seven on a 30-yard, 40-yard pass from Talia. But, of course, Talia is out. But he can make a play where he's not really supposed to catch a ball that is maybe like closer to maybe 70-30 for the defense, but he can make it into that 50-50 type of ball overall. He's the kind of game changer in that group. And And then you look at Ty Felton. He broke out this year as a junior all Big Ten selection, Ty Felton. He's 6'2", speed, route runner, can do it all. Ty Felton's a really solid player. And you look mm-hmm. at Jason Jones in the slot. He's the veteran of that group. This will be his last game as a Terp. So overall, those are the three guys that you're focused on. Really big time wide receivers. I think we have one of the better wide receiver groups in the Big Ten. Obviously, you look at... Ohio State, obviously, but I think we were up there. All of them were all Big Ten type of selections, all three of those guys. So you look at those three guys, and they complement each other really well. So I'll be interested to see how the Auburn DBs, since I know a lot of young guys are going to be playing, match up with those guys, those kind of older guys. I also do wonder if their success was was all them. Was it Talia helping them out? Because, he, I mean, he's a really good quarterback. Let's say, you know, let's call it how it is. Or was it a little bit of both? And maybe we'll get more information on that yeah. uh, during the yeah. Music City Bowl. Uh, Trey, one of the, I think you make the argument, the most talented player in this game now that Talia is gone is Auburn running back Jarquez Hunter. And it sounds like he uh, he hasn't made an announcement one way or the other, but it's trending as if he's going to return, but he's expected to play 
in the bowl game as we sit here and recording this, Trey. And I think uh, I think Jarquez Hunter is going to play a factor. This Auburn offensive line is that's going to be playing in this game appears to be the same offensive line that's been together all season. I think it's very, very valuable, especially in this portal era of college football where a lot of teams are kind of, I don't know, a lot of their position groups are kind of damaged as far as depth goes because of the portal. That's not really the case with Auburn's offensive line. I expect Auburn to be able to run the football on Maryland. Yeah. Yeah, you should be able to run the football against us. If I'm looking at how you talk about your offensive line, if it's not very much damaged compared to our defensive line, that's definitely been kind of up and down. And we just lost one of our key linebackers to Michigan um, and Jay Sean Barham, who is a big part of stopping the run overall. Mm. So it's a really young group over there. It's a very young group up front for in terms of a defensive line, almost all new starters this year. But the good thing about that is there's not going to be really any opt-outs or anyone really graduating from that group. So they have sure. experience up there. But I do expect with Auburn's talented running back to be able to run the ball against our defense overall. But I think Maryland could have a chance to get some stops in key spots. But I do think Auburn will definitely be able to run the ball overall. And I, and I think that could be one of the big differences in the game. Auburn be able to control the clock, be able to run the ball, and Maryland having to throw the ball and not be able to run the ball with our backup quarterbacks. Yeah, so I guess we're in the same boat here as far as, okay, it's Maryland's passing offense versus Auburn's passing defense, and it's Auburn's rushing offense versus Maryland's rushing defense. I mean, I, I think that's going to decide the game. Yeah, what's, what's the situation with the Auburn passing game, though? Because I know – that I, I watched the Iron Bowl. I watched yeah, a little bit of Auburn this year. What's and I know that the passing game hasn't been the strongest. If you guys have to pass the ball, mm -hmm. can you do that? No, not with this current roster. I don't think so. I think they'll be able to in 2024. But yeah. right now, with the way that this team has done it so far this season, unless something just clicks, they haven't really been able to do it. The, there was a stretch of the season, Trey, that was brutal. Auburn played five games in a row that were very, very brutal. And then they got on the outside of it and said, okay, they were able to do whatever they wanted against Mississippi State, against Vanderbilt, against Arkansas. And you started to see, okay, this offense is starting to figure itself out. Is Maryland in that tier of teams? I don't think so. I think Maryland's a little bit better than those teams. And so is that going to translate? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. And especially with the status of some of these guys that Auburn's going to rely on in the passing game, like a Javaris Johnson. Um, you know, it sounds like he's going to be moving on. So, I mean, who knows? Who knows with exactly what it could look like? That's why I highlighted Rivaldo Fairweather earlier. I think he's the most steady thing in this receiving room. There's a there's a receiver that Auburn got this past offseason. His name's Caleb Burton, the transfer from Ohio State. He kind of came on a little bit later in the season. He's a slot guy. There's another slot guy named Jay Fair. It seems like he's going to be good to go and solid into this bowl game. But Auburn's lacked outside abilities to, to create separation with, with, with Cam Brown or Shane hooks, who is a transfer guy. Those guys just haven't really been able to create any sort of separation. So if you're Maryland, I think you sell on you stop Auburn's rushing attack. Yeah. I, I think that's what we want to do. And I'm hoping that we do. I don't mind moving up a safety, putting an extra guy in the box. I look yeah. at Bo Braid, which is interesting because he actually decided to play in this bowl game. 
He's an NFL type of safety. He's real, really good player, is versatile, can do it all. But he's the guy that I'm looking at that can step up in the run game in terms of bringing a guy up from the safety position, especially with Barham out to Michigan. Now I'm looking at us kind of loading the box against this group overall, especially on first, second down. And Maryland has shown that they'll move their safeties up into the box. So that's what I think our game plan overall is get Auburn to third and sevens, third and eights, force the third and longs and force them to throw the ball and do not let them run it. And I think it's kind of like, the the opposite for Auburn overall. What do you what do you kind of think about how Auburn's going to attack Maryland? Yeah, I think they're going to have to run the football, Trey. And I think that's what we saw Auburn get better at over the course of the season. I think some of that had to do with realizing Peyton Thorne's a really good runner, which he didn't really do that a whole lot at Michigan yeah. State, and he's been great with his legs at Auburn. So I mean, even if they do force a third and seven. We've seen Peyton Thorne convert third and sevens scrambling time and time again this season. So that's going to be a big part of what I think Maryland's going to have to do to stop Auburn. But early downs, I think you're going to see a lot of play action. I think you're going to see a lot of Auburn just trying to push Maryland's defensive front seven around. And we'll, I think we'll get a pretty good idea in the first quarter of if they're going to be able to do that or not. Trey, let's discuss who wins. Let's discuss the spread and how it comes into it, who covers in this game and our overall thoughts on the Music City Bowl. That's coming up on this Locked On crossover edition with Locked On Terps and Locked On Auburn. We mentioned... It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. At the top of the show, according to our friends at FanDuel, Auburn is now a seven-point favorite. It opened at two and a half, and then as soon as Talia announced that he was not playing, that line took a massive shift, which is one of the bigger ones I've seen with a player deciding he's opting out. That's just how important Talia was in this matchup before we kind of give our picks i think a big element of bowl games and just bowl matchups in general is who's up for this game right i mean how many times have we seen the better team get blown out in bowl games just because they felt like that bowl game was beneath them or they felt like they got robbed out of a better bowl game or a a new year six bowl or whatever it may be this seems like a bowl game where both teams want it trey I think that I think Hugh Freeze has put a priority on bowl games in his tenure, even back at Ole Miss and then at Liberty. And now we'll see this is his first bowl game at Auburn. And this game seems pretty important to Maryland, too. Am I out of line in saying that? No, I think this game is huge for Maryland because yeah. the fact that Auburn, SEC opponent, the last two bowl games, we have treated it like pretty big time games. It's a big yeah. deal for us because we know we're not going to be able to really be in the college football playoff hunt. That's a stretch for us. I mean, Auburn, definitely what they're building and how they're recruiting, that's something that maybe you could look forward to in the future. But for us, we don't really look at that. So this is a huge deal for us. 
being able to pick a play a team like Auburn that's in the SEC. I think it's a huge deal, and I hope they're treating it like a big time game. And I think they are treating it like a big game, big time game. I think there's the balance between kind of seeing what you have in different players and the youth, but also really trying to win the game. That is yeah, sometimes I think kind of hard to hit in these type of bowl games. But I do think Maryland overall is treating this like in a really important game and it can be big for recruiting. It can be big for the program overall. Yeah, I, I think so. And just from an Auburn perspective, this team feels like it should have seven wins already. The The New Mexico state loss was a debacle. The ending of the iron bowl was a travesty. And so it, it just ending this season on those two losses stinks. And just talking to several players, like they're thinking about that. They want to finish this season, this mm -hmm. 2023 campaign with a, with a win. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. As far as the location, Trey, how does it being in Nashville just a few hours away? Auburn's already played in Nashville this season when they went up to Vanderbilt, and it was a home game for the Auburn Tigers. I'm expecting it to be a very Auburn-heavy crowd. The yeah. Auburn ticket section sold out in like 20 minutes. It was insane. I'm There's a big Auburn contingency in Nashville, and it's only like a four-hour drive if you're heading up. So I, uh, I think it's going to be like an Auburn home game in this game. How do you think that impacts it? I think it will be exactly an Auburn home game. Yeah. I do think it impacts the game. I think Auburn definitely is a bigger fan base overall. That's just kind of what it is overall. Right. But I think it does impact the game some. Um, I think it'll definitely give you guys an advantage, give you that home type advantage that just goes on to normal games that you're kind of used to overall. But I do think that definitely helps Auburn overall, giving that home field type of advantage. I wonder how engaged the crowd will be. I think it will definitely be there. But Maryland fans just won't travel as much being farther away and then also just the fan base overall. So overall, yeah. I do think it gives Auburn definitely the advantage. Yeah, and I think the Auburn fan base right now is fired up. Auburn just got a top 10 signing class and flipped some big players, and they feel like things are trending in the right direction here for the first time in a while. So I, I think it is going to be um, a very Auburn-heavy crowd. I think it's going to be a passionate and motivated fan base that's there, too. Trey, that seven-and-a-half-point line, do you think that's disrespectful at all to Maryland, or do you think it's about right? Without our quarterback, I, I think it's about right. I yeah. don't think it's very disrespectful at all because without Talia, we don't know what this team is. We could not look good in – our biggest strength, like we talked about, is throwing the ball. So when you yeah. take out your biggest strength, it makes sense to me that the line goes up that much. And what we depend on overall, it makes sense to me that the line kind of is at seven points right now. Yeah, when it was at two and a half uh, in my in my FanDuel live reads, I was saying, go, go make an account at FanDuel right now and pound Auburn, pound the Auburn money line, pound you know, Auburn in the first half, which you can do at FanDuel. I just thought Auburn was going to – I loved it at two and a half. At seven, I slowed down a little bit, Trey, but mm -hmm. I still think Auburn covers if I had to bet on this one. You think Auburn covers? I'm going to pick Maryland to cover. I think yeah. the line isn't disrespectful, but I think Billy Edwards has a little bit of surprise. I think when Cameron Edge is in there, he can do some things. And I know you guys have some opt-outs and some young guys that are going to play, but yeah. I think Maryland covers the spread. I'm not going – I don't think we win, but I yeah. think the seven points is – it's a good line, but I'm. I think Maryland will cover that. I think you'll see some surprises without Celia. And this is a bad argument, Trey, but I'm going to say it anyway. I'm. I'm prefacing it with this doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but 
traditionally Auburn and bowl games, it's either we get whooped or we destroy the other team. Like Auburn bowl games aren't close. And it seems like a lot of bowl games aren't close. So a lot of the times when I wager on bowl games, I just think whoever's going to win, I just assume that it's going to be by a, by a large margin. And so I'll even say if Maryland wins, they win by more than a touchdown. Yeah. So you're saying it's going to be basically it's going to be an Auburn big win or a Maryland big win. I think so. That's just kind of the feel that I've got for it. I think because both teams are working with rosters that are different than what they had all season. And I, I, I just don't think there's a whole lot of wiggle room there. I think it's going to click for one team better than it clicks for the other. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting th- way to go about it. But I I, I think it definitely I, – I'm thinking it's going to be kind of close. I don't know exactly why either, but it's kind, of weird. Yeah, I get it. it's kind of weird how all this works. It's kind of how you adjust to not having some of your players and how well the coaching staff can do without all these different guys and guys that are in a transfer portal, guys opting out, whatever it is. It seems like there's always – different situations, injured guys, whatever the situation is. I think yeah. it's how teams adjust. And I think both teams are kind of dealing with it. But so I'm going to say that it kind of stays close because of that. And I've also seen Maryland play well in two bowl games the past two years and win against NC State and Virginia Tech. So I think Coach Loxley's done a good job, but I also think that we're a little bit overmatched. So I think that will kind of even itself out, and I'm going to go with kind of a closer game overall. I get it. I get it. All right, so we're on the same page. We both think Auburn wins. You think Maryland covers the spread. I think Auburn covers the spread. Hopefully it's a great game. Uh, The Music City Bowl, of course, in Nashville, the Auburn Tigers versus the Maryland Terps. Trey, for all the Auburn folks watching, how how can they check out everything that you've got going on? Yeah, come over, like, and subscribe to Locked on Terps. We're there every day talking Maryland football and basketball, so make sure you come over and subscribe to the channel. Yep, yep, and for all the Maryland folks, if you want the Auburn side of this matchup, be sure to check out Locked on Auburn, like the video, subscribe, all the stuff that Trey just said. This has been a crossover edition of Locked on Terps and Locked on Auburn. This has been the Locked on Podcast Network. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.